uh, a Bible. He had like a cup of water with nothing in it. And he had a picture of him in a whale. I don't even know what to think of that. But um, my question is, if you were on a deserted island such as this gentleman was on, and you could take three objects, three items, what would they be? I cheated because I already like wrote mine down. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll let you in on that right now. So it gives you a second to think about it. Um, I would take an iPod with music on it. I think that would be cool. What happens when it dies? Yeah. Your second eye with it. This charger. is... You guys just like killed my <laughs> dreams. Are there cubes there? Can you plug it in? <laughs> they have some of ours. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'll get like two days of good music and then I'll just... just okay, okay. What's your know? second one? That was... Oh, man. I feel so <laughs> terrible about my, my game that I created. Um, so the second one would be my wife. Oh, to take her down with you. Not, not to objectify my wife as an item, but, you know. I'm so mad that we have any music that was promised to me on this island after like, two days. She's, like, she's in the real world, and, like, the genie, the genie snaps his fingers, and she's like, wait, why am I here? Um, and then uh, uh, the third thing would be a knife, just to be, you know, reasonable. could be useful. Nice. Okay. Chop okay. down some coconuts or something. Chase down some wild boar. I don't know what kind of island this is. But I'll have music for a couple days. It's one of the old iPod, like the iPod classics. Like it's going to last. That lasts for a while. Quite a bit. I'll turn it off when I'm not using it. I just want music every now and then. Okay, Lena, go. What would I bring? I would probably bring a blanket mm-hmm. because it can be used as a dress or a blanket. <laughs> I would bring probably a book since my island doesn't have any electricity. Why wasn't you finished that book though? Yeah, also. I use it for toilet paper. The thing about Leanne that I know is she never finishes books, so this is a bulletproof plan. <laughs> I might read it, I might not read it. But at least it could be used for fire. It could be used She's for. It's gonna to- burn the book. It could be used for toilet paper. A great island Shelby. <laughs> yes. Uh, and my third item would probably have to be, sorry, Keith, I'm not going to bring you down with me. I'm cool with not going yeah. down. <laughs> um, my third item would probably be. It's not an emergency, folks. That's just the sounds of the city. <laughs> um, would probably be hair ties. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's an underestimated necessity. I agree. Because, I'm sorry, I can't leave my hair down for... An infinite amount of time. Yeah. And you might not be with Eric, so it's not like he could chop your hair off. <laughs> with his knife, exactly. I could somehow use them as a weapon. Slingshot. <laughs> That's all I got. Alright. Well, Keith. I appreciate that. Oh, my three things. I'm going to have to, you know, be practical and say, you know, an axe or a knife, something sharp, hunt with, cut wood with, cut down coconuts with, other assorted fruits. You guys can hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Sharpen our knives together, you know, whatever. Um, gonna say, you know, like a, some, something to start fires with. Maybe not a lighter, but like, you know, the whole like flint thing and a knife, you know. And then I'm gonna say, you know, just a big hydro flask growler of beer, you know. <laughs> and those especially hard days on the island, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Take a quick shot. Although it would probably be filled with whiskey, not beer. <clears throat> That's smart. Aaron? Good idea. 
I, uh, I wouldn't say you are my baby because as much as I would miss you, someone got to take care of your feet. Mm, um, yeah. and so probably, like you said, a blanket, but like I have a very specific blanket. It's my fleece blanket. It's my favorite blanket. I sleep with it every night and I mm, love it. It's great. Um, and it also... <laughs> Not very big though. <laughs> She's I mean, small. I'm small, <laughs> and it would be, I wouldn't want to drag all around the island and get all sandy, but then it also is absorbent, so like one side is absorbent, mm-hmm. the other side is fleecy, it's like the best of both worlds. Um, I would bring a journal with a pen taped to it. Does that count, that count as one? Two. Two as two as one item. <laughs> you all know right. what I mean? Like one of those that have like a thing I'll on it. give you a pass on that. Thanks. Um, for my thoughts. And um Maybe you could write something for Leanne to read. <laughs> yeah. Right. We could hang out. Don't Reading count short stories. Read, All of those. <laughs> short stories. Yeah. Um, Make them really short. And orange Gatorade. Because I love orange Gatorade. <laughs> and I'm pretty certain you could live off of orange Gatorade. It has the most amount of sugar, but I think nutrients. It's delicious. You think nutrients? <laughs> and I think I mean if you can hydrate if you can hydrate yourself with it, why not drink orange Gatorade over water? I love it. It's my favorite of the Gatorades. Exactly. He was standing up there, like what they were doing in the first episode of the season, where the woman and her family were standing on their houses, hoping. Were they hoping for the same result that he was standing on that? Mm, that's a great point. Mm. Like he was waiting for. Mm-hmm. I think so. Something to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they said he was doing it. He seemed like a religious guy pre-departure uh, and his wife seemed like she was saying he was doing it as like a penance to like make up for something almost as if he believed it was the rapture and he got left behind is the and he felt bad is about the it. impression I gathered yeah. did she say something about trying to crucify him yeah. like she like was that like a that seemed kind of crazy yeah I didn't like she was gonna crucify him she had one nail in before I don't know if that was like a figure of speech or what was going on but was I was like whoa like <laughs> Yeah, so they seem pretty extreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Like, he, the rapture, something of that sort happened is what he believed, and then he was left behind, so he thought, well, he needs to give him his full self back to... It was his devotion. Exactly. And that's why they try to fake his, this, like, departure. Mm-hmm. To give him some credit. Earned it. Mm-hmm. Which was, I thought, very respectful of them. You know, I felt, I felt Nora, you know, really, I understand where she was coming from. Well, I don't, but I get why she did what she did. But, you know, I thought, just give him some respect. He did. I thought he kind of earned it. Being up there for five years. Not that he didn't, did anything necessarily, but. And it's interesting that Matt, like, um. Gate was a part of that as well and wanted to perpetuate that story or let people believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was weird in the scene where Nora's confronting Matt about it um, or when Matt confesses about it that he had like a nosebleed. Um, mm, I, I don't yeah. know what that would mean, but I just feel like a nosebleed's not just Didn't a nosebleed. Didn't just happen. Yeah, like, there's never no just reason like director would include that yeah. without it meaning something. Like he got punched or like something or else stress. was going on with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, in regards to the, when you're talking about the, the, the man on the pillar, um, and, and in regards to Nora, how she handled it, it's interesting because you have like two types of people. You have the types of people like the guy on the pillar that want to believe in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And then you have 
the other folks on the side of like Nora and Kevin, I'd say, that more so want to pretend like none of it is supernatural mm-hmm. and want to just imagine everything is a coincidence and um, nothing is going to happen in 13 days or mm-hmm. you know, however many days it is now. Um, so you kind of have the those two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would agree with that. Wow. Because... <laughs> it's our first argument. Oh, um, no, no, just because I Protect feel like, neck. if anything, Nora is so fueled by anger for that kind of stuff um, because she has truly seen it. Like, mm. she's lost her entire family. She's seen that it's real. That's a good she point. She sees that it's happened. And Kevin has so actually... So they're disrespecting it by um, pretending that they're correct. taking part in the same thing. And so, and the same, same thing with Kevin is that he's seen death. Like, he's died. He's seen the other side and he's come back. So to see people essentially front about something like that or talk about it like they know and they have no idea, I think that's what makes the two of them um, a little bit different as well. Mm. They, 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 to the core, are probably the most... Um, I can't they believe in, in these things and they can see what they really do. And when they see people just pretend, I think, or believe that mm-hmm. they're seeing something, I think that's what infuriates I, them. Because mm-hmm. I do think Nora definitely plays the you know, sad me card still in regards to she wants people to not necessarily feel sorry for her, but she definitely is like, well, you've only lost one person. Well, I mm-hmm. lost three. It's I like, lost my whole family. It's I've... like a one-up type situation. Mm-hmm. Completely. Completely. Huh. Yeah, well, so... It was definitely an interesting way to start start the uh, episode there. Right, right. And as as we kind of dive more into Nora's character throughout the episode, um, she gets that phone call. Um, and it's like the most le- least likely of circumstances, like the craziest thing that somebody could call you and say to you would be like, you know, I know where your kids are. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. The husband was left out, but <laughs> she's like, I know, you, yeah. I know where your kids are. Oh, uh, poor guy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's that's pretty crazy. In that, you would imagine that just being an unlikely circumstance that she would wouldn't believe this, you know, kind of extraordinary thing that somebody's mentioning to over the phone Mm -hmm. but uh Mm -hmm. but she pursues it she she writes it up as a business trip Mm -hmm. and it seems to me as if she is curious Mm -hmm. and is at least halfway in as as far as her um at least desire to hope that it's true maybe she doesn't believe that it's possible but she's at least curious enough to hope that it's true Mm -hmm. if you heard that fart that was creepy that was the baby. Rumbling, rumbling and jumbling over there. So yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on that, Keith? Uh-huh. <sighs> I don't really know. I um I'm just wondering really if she's gonna actually go through with it. Mm. And it just seems like she's so detached from everything right now. Like even like she's so cold with everyone, like with, with John Kevin. about the book, with mm-hmm. Kevin about their relationship it seems like they seem okay but I just feel like and she's answering these she wanted to go see the guy she answered the phone said she'll be there with $20,000 she's gonna go to Australia she seems serious about it but I don't know maybe it's cause as soon as she meets people that are gonna do it she's gonna do something crazy you know or like right. you know mess with them or something like that but 
I'm just kind of waiting to see if she does it or not. I'm, I'm still, I still don't know if I, what, what I think is going to happen, really. I haven't made my decision yet if she's going to do it or not. Up there. Well, let's take into the Mark, Mark Lynn Baker thing, because yeah. Aaron seemed to be an expert on Who? random, like, <laughs> 90s actor trivia. Yeah, he, he was part of the show Perfect Strangers, which is what the, uh, it was part of the TGIF lineup on ABC. I don't know if you remember that. But I used to watch it. <laughs> I used to watch it. Don't question my um, love for TJ. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's an actual character uh, from that show, and he is playing himself. So I think it's kind of funny that they're just using the actual actor playing himself, um, and that's his obscure like notoriety. But the theme song this week was actually the Perfect Strangers theme song. I think just redone a little bit, um, if not the exact same. But oh. it was very familiar. And so that would probably mean every episode is going to start differently, too, when it comes to the music. Right, um, right, Because right. we were all talking about, before the show started, what, what is the new theme song going to be? Because I, for one, loved last season's theme song. Um, but I, it seems as though they'll probably have little hints or clues as to the episode based on the theme song. Based on the intro. Based theme on the song. intro theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what I what I'm guessing. Wow, okay, yeah, that. that was a total blast from the past uh, for me. I feel like I was still a little young to even know that show, maybe. But You're such an old soul. I do know it, and I remember it's very pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect Strangers. That song made it all the way out to the Philippines. <laughs> I was born in Anaheim. It's a dick. Just a family podcast. <laughs> But yeah, there's a baby in your lap. <laughs> yeah, your no. mama doesn't mean that. He's asleep. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool that I'm um, not cool, but they brought in the fact they brought him in as a third party because he's himself experienced uh, someone being lost during the departure. It almost seemed like in the same way as Nora. Mm-hmm. He said right. everybody. Yeah. Right? He was the only one left because when he said. <clears throat> And he said, what are the chances that one person out of four would be left? Like, one person stays, three people go, uh-huh. I think was the, was the verbiage. And she said, one in however many million. Because she, thousand, yeah. Yeah, it's because she knows that statistic because uh-huh. of her she own is. experience. Uh-huh. And, that and that's what she has lost, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So it could... And were all the people in this video in that same situation? Possibly? I don't think they were in the same situation, but it was interesting. I wanted, wanted to touch on that. She definitely starts getting, like, emotional when she's watching it, rather than, like, angry or just she's careless. She's with, with their desire, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with their desire. But it was just interesting, um, it was interesting that those, that they, that he had those. She knows mm-hmm. too well how to play to her, Sadness. her heartstrings. Uh-huh. Because the, the fact that he said he had the exact same experience, right, had, mm-hmm. he would stay in three families members left he almost like kind of threw that out there knowing that that she would take that bait and maybe that's not even true right that's what i mean and yeah the the different videos like knowing that that's been her struggle this whole time is like Mm -hmm. losing her family member the thing with like lily that we're gonna find more out about um as time goes but she's now lost two kids in a sense like two Mm -hmm. sets of children Mm -hmm. um so that's like her one little like bit of kryptonite is it's like her family, you know, mm-hmm. and that was the people in her life that she loves. Um, so it almost seems like they know exactly what cards to play with her. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I'm surprised that she didn't get on the phone, and maybe we'll see this next episode, but get on the phone and research the people that were in the videos. Because, yeah, she has right. access to that, right? Oh, completely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just touch on the fact that when she was watching these videos, I don't know if it's important, but she was wearing all white and smoking a cigarette. What I oh, I didn't notice that. Um, well, she was just in a hotel room with a hotel robe right. on, but she was in all white smoking a cigarette. So I was just like, ooh. And we haven't seen her smoke a cigarette. Also, how about that life hack, right? She brought aluminum foil yeah. with her Reynolds wraps <laughs> specifically. I don't know if it's um, a lot on a plane. I don't see why it wouldn't be, but I just wouldn't have assumed. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you right now that if people smell cigarette smoke in a guest room, you will still get charged. Yeah, but yeah. Also, the alarm yeah. is not going to go off. Correct. Didn't seem like she cared too much about getting charged. She's on business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for people out there, yeah. just so you're aware. Pro tip. <laughs> as far as what, what he pitched to her about the, the, the solution or the opportunity, I guess, the opportunity that he gave her to, to meet her family, mm-hmm. I just thought it was really interesting. Like, are... Like... What are we expected to believe is happening? Is this like a time travel? Are they going to a different dimension? Like, where do we think... These people are going. They're actually ending up, yeah. And, well, that's why she even brings up, she's like, you're incarcerating them. Incarcerating? Did you say incarcerating? Incinerating. (laughs) Right, incarcerating. Same, same, but different. good at jail. (laughs) I mean, I guess. Also possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they, um, they're only asking... Jails is full of radiation. <laughs> they're only asking for 10% of your net worth. <laughs> Completely, like, logical or realistic, right? It's like, we're not charging a flat rate of $1 million because we want to provide the opportunity at an equal kind of rate for everybody. So if you're dirt poor, it's only 10% of your net worth. If you're rich, it's 10% of your net worth. It just all seems so, like... Yeah. Realistic. Which means her net worth is $2 million, which means I want to get into what she's doing. Whoa. Maybe she has some property, you know? I want to work for the departed. Department of Sudden Departures. Sudden Departures. Um, So another thing we're seeing uh, from Nora throughout the episode, kind of on her way to um, St. Louis, when she's leaving St. Louis, is like this thing where like touch screens aren't working for her. and then we later see at the um where she's trying to pay for her parking it's not just a touch screen but it's like an electronic thing where it's not taking her ticket um it's basically radiation that's exactly oh right it's right. like playing into the see, fact see I didn't even think of that her biomechanics are like setting off the electronics of the things that she's around oh see I didn't take it as that that's interesting I just it was each time she was trying to get to somewhere that she wanted to go, but whatever was in my mind, whatever was stopping her to try to prevent her from going was the like last the airplane, thing. the kiosk, like she couldn't check in. Mm-hmm. Trying to get her, she was trying to get to um, St. Louis, and then the. Um, Directions in the car not working because she was trying to get to Christine or Lily and then the gate not working at the toll road because she was trying to visit Erica So in my mind it was I was thinking higher power, but that's really interesting Keith that you brought that up mm-hmm. The Just, radiation Yeah oh. mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I just, was <laughs> I was thinking something similar as far as some sort of like body, yeah, type thing, some physical thing. Mm-hmm. But that'd be weird that it only got brought that that's only something that's been sticking out since having that conversation with him in the hotel room versus like the last three years of her life. No, it happened on the way there too, on in the airport while she was trying to um, choose if there was a child on her lap or not. Right, but I mean, this has happened. I mean, this happened. Seven years ago. How many test screens do you think Jargon has, though? Jarden. Fair. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. just a very, like, or just technology. In general, yeah, right? and they I mean, we haven't seen her travel. That's true. They live in like a ho-dunk town in Texas. When she was going, the first one, it was like, is there going to be an infant on your lap? And it wouldn't say no. I was like, is she pregnant, maybe? Like, right, or I was like, is there yeah. something going on with like the universe and the fact that she doesn't have a kid with her again anymore? Mm-hmm. But it was some weird thing like that. Mm-hmm. We find out that she actually slammed her arm. arm into the door of her car to break her arm. So before we find out the reason why towards the end of the episode, what did you think she would have done that for? Because I was like, oh, she just needs to feel. And I was like, she must just be exactly like Kevin, where she just needs to feel something, kind of like the way where she used to get shot with the prostitutes, with the bulletproof vests. You know, I was like, oh, it's just another another thing where she's, you know, uh, harming herself. Mm-hmm. The same way Kevin is. Um, I kind of thought, not that she likes attention, but the distraction of, instead of people asking her, oh, how are you doing? You know, it's now something else. Like, oh, how's your arm? Mm, something very tangible. It takes the tangible. attention off. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, too. Takes the attention off. It, I guess the it could have... It could have been a lot of things. But what we find out is she broke her arm to hide her Wu-Tang tattoo that she got for a very reasonable reason to, to hide the tattoo of her kids. Which, like you said, it was like taking the attention... It's kind of masking something else that she was embarrassed mm-hmm. of or, or kind of tired of hearing about. <clears throat> when I first saw it, when you know, early in the episode, it kind of when they took off the, the cast, it kind of gave you a quick little glance, and I was like, "Is that a bat symbol?" <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a Batman symbol. <laughs> I love that she thought it was a phoenix. And right. She pointed to it. It wasn't corrected. Like, what a terrible tattoo artist. That's a bad artist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what was that minimum? How much money did you think Nora paid to get a? Wu-Tang symbol cover-up. From the same tattoo in the same set sitting. So essentially two tattoos. Mm-hmm. And, she's, and she's Three. had it. And she, she had her cast for four to five weeks. And I think the doctor said when you were here last month. Um, so it seemed to heal pretty well. Because that was really... It looked really clean. Like That tattoo <laughs> artist, yeah. he packed that black in like real solid. Those lines were clean. They were clean. They were clean lines. But I mean, like she couldn't have put lotion on it. I don't know. Besides, because it was in the cast. But yeah, can you imagine the itch? Ooh, because of the cast, yeah, and then also the tattoo. She was getting that, that itch from Kevin, right? Oh, that's right. Uh, All the more reason. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write Damon Lindelof because you can't have a tattoo, itch it. And I guess that was a um, kind of foreshadowing then. Her itching the cast, it was probably her itching the tattoo. Mm-hmm. That yeah. tattoo wouldn't have healed as well as we saw it heal if she was itching it every day. I'm calling it. No. Um, okay, so another another thing, um, another thing I noticed, um, along with her breaking her own, own arm on the door, is when she had left the airport and she was heading to um, 
What was the town called? Ever. Ever. That was um, Lane. Eminence. 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 Kentucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When she's heading to Kentucky, um, when she left the airport. I noticed that she like stopped at the gas station, right? And there was kind of this whole um, scene. And then she left the gas station and she was eating a corn dog from the gas station. So my question to you is, would you rather slam your arm into your own car door or eat a corn dog from a gas station in the middle of Kentucky? I thought it looked good though. I was no, pretty jealous. But I you're know. a corn dog fan. <laughs> Who's not? From a gas never, station? Never I would seen. never slam my arm into the door. No. I'll eat whatever on the stick. I, <laughs> I wouldn't slam I'll eat whatever on you the stick. You heard her. You heard her, people. Quote that. I know. I'm just kidding. I just, I, honestly, I saw it and I was like, that's gross. I was assuming she got it somewhere else. I, I was going to say, yeah, she made another stop at like yeah. this famous corn exactly. dog place <laughs> in Kentucky. Because that corn dog is probably good. Is one. Kentucky's that was first not gas station quality. Kentucky corn dogs is what it would have been called. <laughs> Um, With all K's. Yeah. Whoa. Well, Kentucky corn dogs. There's no K's. There's no K in dogs. dogs. Right. Okay. I was thinking three K's. We won't right. go there. Um, yeah, so she... I was thrown off a little bit by the way this scene kind of laid out. And she, when she showed up at the, the park, and I was like, oh, whoa. Maybe she just thinks that that little girl reminds her of Lily. And, and then when it played out... Like, my whole world was, like, just, like, unraveling. I was like, oh, my gosh, what? Yeah. And then I realized that she, in some way, kind of knew where to look for Lily. Had decided that that was close enough for her to drive. And wanted to kind of go make a little pit stop. Didn't seem like she had too much of a plan. Um, uh, but what did you guys think of that whole situation? I just expected somebody to come out of nowhere and be like, what are you doing here to, to uh, Nora for being around Lily? For some He's- reason... You stole I, a shovel from a random kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it just seemed like, I don't, for some reason I thought Lily leaving Nora was like definitely a hostile situation with somebody. Wasn't sure who. I thought maybe it was Erica for some reason, um, but it tended to be Christine because I just didn't think Christine was in the picture anymore. And mm-hmm. Lily and Erica both being missing in the first episode, I was like, well, they're together probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but then seeing Christine, I was the same. I was like, what? forgot she even existed kind of right i would have thought she would kind of loop back in as a, as a yeah. character so i was just expecting nor to be confronted like you can't be in here like can't be near lily which was kind of the reaction but i thought it was be much more hostile but it was interesting how it played out and how now knowing that Nora like willingly gave up lily although it pains her clearly of all the ways that i think lily could have disappeared and i think we were talking about it a little bit last week or at least just off mic just amongst ourselves um that was the most like logical way like it's just it sounded like Tommy contacted Christine and said this is where your baby is and she came back and said like I'm the mother and Nora you know which is is was very like nice of her showed a lot of uh uh, willingness. Willingness, yeah, and just uh, humility that she um, gave Lily back and tried to fight that. Um, but it's interesting how she still will visit, or it's just you would think with her willingness she would be able to mm. let it go because she didn't have her for very long. But she did fight maybe for Lily a year, and, right? Like mm-hmm. exactly. Where where in Kentucky again? Eminence. Eminence. 
E-M-I-N-E-N-C. Which, this is the crazy part. So, from Eminence, Kentucky to Philadelphia International Airport is approximately a 10-hour drive. Well, she was in St. Louis. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Please hold, folks. Let me give you that. Only about a four and a half hour drive. Much better. So, but still, very out of her way. Not so as. out of her way. But you're right. I I would have I would have eaten a corn dog too because that's a long drive. <laughs> yeah. I think that just adds to like her her just angst as a person as well. Like I think she's gone through a lot, um, and she's obviously experienced a lot of loss. But she was no like I think her giving Lily back to her biological mom is just in her mind a very noble act um but i mean nevertheless painful so i think that's just going to add and play to her her character as being someone who is very um who's just very uh intense and just angsty oh baby what was i saying (laughs) Her character's being <laughs> Our baby's really, really cute, folks. He's adorable. Um. But yeah, I think. Uh, I think that's just another thing that that builds her character out and shapes her character out. Yeah. Um. I think it's a good way to kind of solve that answer as far as Lily is concerned, and not have it play out anymore with mystery. Mm-hmm. I think just knowing she's with her biological mom and that pains Nora, um, but it also makes her feel you know, like she did the right thing. I think that's a great way to wrap that up considering there are just so many loose ends to tie up with this last season and so many answers to solve. I mm-hmm. think, like, if Lily was in the back of my mind by the end of all this, I'd be so agitated. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, um, to, this is a little later in the episode, but in the topic of Lily and Christine and Nora, why do you think Tommy, um, approaches her just to make sure that Christine is safe. It's almost like he knew, like he didn't just pull her over as a joke. Correct. Right? He kind of expected to have some sort of a conversation. He invited her to go get a beer. Where to he, talk about it. Yeah, to probably talk about it as well. Um, oh, because Christine had already contacted him. Exactly. Mom, and that's how he knew where she, where she went and that mm-hmm. she was probably lying. Um, he, I don't know. I think he... We saw the last episode of last season when she was on the bridge almost getting trampled that he grabbed her and pulled her into the trailer to save her. Um, I think he has respect for her um, and kind of appreciates what what she provides for his dad. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when he said, I didn't give Lily to you, I gave her to my dad, I didn't know you existed, that was pretty cold-blooded. Yeah, that was cold. That was like saying like shippers. He was like, I didn't. It was never intended for you to to receive Lily. He meant to give Lily to his dad, mm-hmm. which I feel like is even weirder. Why did Kevin need a, a baby at that point? Like he just got done. Well, maybe Tommy just thought a, a good home. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. And it also could just be another like catalyst that pushes her to want to see her own children Mm -hmm. um and what will make her you know when she's offered this twenty thousand dollar experience just to uh you know 
go up in flames and see her, her babies. I think that um, this experience of seeing Lily go, knowing it was never meant for her, knowing that she's not getting her back, is only pushing her further to wanting to do this extreme measure mm -hmm. to possibly see her own children. Like maybe what does she have to live for anymore? Exactly. Like Lily's okay, and maybe she was checking up on her to make sure she was okay because she's going to go and do this mm -hmm. unknown thing. Mm -hmm. And she did look deeply and strongly at Kevin when she answered the phone before she said yes kind of questioning that what do I have to live for I feel like mm -hmm. after he asks her or tells her that he wants to have a baby with her because she walked in on him with the, the plastic bag over his head mm -hmm. um, do we get into that now do we do it sure yeah because I mean, we he tells us what we were asking last week he tells us why he does it. Mm -hmm. Is to feel. Mm -hmm. Which who said that? Was that you, Aaron? I called it. Yeah? I mean, I thought I said it. I was about to give myself <laughs> the point. So I thought, was it you, Keith? Was it you? We'll have to replay, replay that episode back. I like this episode. It answered a lot of our questions from last week, actually. Yeah, I can sleep really well tonight. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to come up with some larger, overarching questions. Well, we'll get there. Well, I think we'll end it with all the questions, because that last scene definitely pose new questions um but yeah so he he's not trying to die he doesn't die is what is is what we find he out he doesn't right? want to die so he doesn't want to die um maybe he's a little afraid of of that you know other world that hotel maybe there's a bit of um of unknown there as far as you know how to come back or what happens there who knows what what's going on there now mm -hmm. um, but he's he's doing it to feel and also, I don't go ahead well maybe feeling that fear maybe feeling that getting close to like dying or getting close to you know it's possible to die in the next few seconds he's like disproving that he can't die in a way without testing it you know oh, right, he's right. like okay I'm, I'm suffocating for sure like I can definitely die and then just rips it up you know yeah it's kind of what I got from it like he gets close and he's like alright I can die and just because he has to remind himself, you know. Do we know why she laughed at him in regards to having a baby? Because right. all she's been through, I think. She's yeah. Like, what? Like another kid? Like <laughs> that's gonna get taken away. Well, not that, but no, just like no. you know, they've kind of. I mean, it's hard to say, but they've, they've caused her so much heartbreak. Yeah. Just like it's another chance to be ripped apart again, you know. Mm -hmm. Nah, thanks. <laughs> So it moved into utilizing her kind of journey that she's going to go on to Australia. It takes us right to Australia, which was weird. It's almost, it almost, it's almost like this episode ended how the first one began, where we didn't quite know who any of the characters were or know what was going on. Did um, you recognize any of the ladies? No. Did you? Mm -mm. No. Yeah. They looked, I mean, one of them looked like, I was like, oh, I've seen her in something, you know, but not necessarily for the show. One thing I did kind of pick up on was there was four of them on a horse in the four horsemen of the apocalypse kind of Ooh, theme another another uh, kind of symbolism thing there yeah i'm not i could forget what their names are but it's like death war something 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 they're color coordinated yeah yeah so i don't remember what those ladies were wearing but but yeah there's four horses so it's just kind of a theme and then they're talking a lot about the apocalypse and stuff so i did not even think of that yeah that would be interesting um but, I mean, they were looking for a, a Kevin. A chief of police Kevin. A Kevin that is the chief of police. And I'm not sure if this is directly in the same, like, timeline as what we had just left. 
and Jarden. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I don't know that it's necessarily the same day this is this scene mm-hmm. with the women is happening that mm-hmm. is, is um, Nora's going through that. Um, it could be later on. It's hard to say, but... Um, I think it is the same year. Like, it's... I think it's happening. It's coinciding, like... Yeah, well, they're, they're looking... scene in that scene. Right, they're looking for a Kevin, who's a police chief. Um, why they're looking for him is... is um, imagine what we're going to eventually find out. But they're obviously testing that theory by killing him. Correct. Because they know that he can't die. Which is very interesting because they quote the book that right. Matt made. Uh-huh. You can tell that they're quoting a book from, mm-hmm. or a line from the book of Kevin. Mm-hmm. So actually there's... And so it must be in the future because... It's in the future for sure. It's one copy. And it has to be in the future because this is a point where we would expect Kevin to finally be in Australia. So, so yeah, there's another Kevin that's the chief of police. He turns out to be a major dick. Which, I mean, was there anything strange about him shooting the kangaroo? Well, in Australia, like, I'm sure you might even know, like, the kangaroos are, like, kind of like rats over there. They're, like, a huge nuisance. They're on the roads all the time. Like, that just... I've never been to Australia, but I just... I've heard that from a lot of people. It's like if we drove down the road and hit a deer, you're putting the deer out of his misery by shooting okay. it. I don't think it was necessarily a mean thing. He did it, like, real heartlessly, but... <laughs> right. Yeah. The deer I mean, was probably gonna die. The kangaroo was probably gonna die as it was. I mean, I just immediately thought back to the other gentleman that killed dogs. Oh, right. I but just, it's not like he sucked... I was seeking out that kangaroo and just hopped in front of his cruiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just didn't have a lot of empathy towards anything. Like the guy, the other, like the deputy that he made stay. Uh Uh-huh. Wash the guts off of the one that, the truck that he just used. True, and just took his car home. Yes. It's messed up. Um, Yeah, and then those, those four women, they drowned the wrong Kevin, police chief. And I imagine that guy's just dead now. Um, because they weren't going to be, uh, you know, doing the CPR to, to bring him back to life. It didn't look like it. Uh-uh. Um, and then Kevin Sr. steps out of the house, which I thought was in, um, I thought he was in Australia. Correct. And Kevin Jr. knows that his dad is living in Australia. Right. And so he pops out. This guy's living with those four women that are seeking out his son. Do you think he's living with the four women? Seemed like he came from the same house and he knew he knew them. I mean, like, they're drowning him in the pool out in front of this house. I don't think they just found this house and randomly did it there. Mm-hmm. They're definitely a connection. Okay. Yeah, they seem to be a team. That board was set up, like, for drowning. Huh. You know, it was. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, wow, that's a... Yeah. It wasn't like a diving board. It was definitely meant to raise and lower someone out of the water, like, it was a uh, one of those little things called at the children's at the parks. Seesaw. It was a seesaw of killing people. Yeah. <laughs> seesaw of death, if you will. <laughs> a seesaw of death. Yeah, it was real. I was that was definitely a plot twist. That's for sure. But I think I mean, why does Kevin want to go to Australia? Does he want to get away? Does he want to see his dad? Does he, he wanna... wants to get away? And I think he wants to be with Nora. Yeah, I do think he legitimately wants to be with Nora because she gives him, she's kind of his uh, his beacon of light, you know. Mm-hmm. His, and they understand each other. Yeah, and um, 
but I do think he um, he kind of wants to get away from the stress of of Jordan. And also, it's going to be interesting to see if Nora goes through with this experiment to send her into some other dimension to be with her kids. Do you think she will? I think she's... Some of her wants to do it, but like the detective in her also seems like she wants to debunk this false thing, claim that people are pushing. But do you think she will do it? No. Yeah, I don't think she. I don't think she does it because we know from last episode we see her somewhere. You know, at that um, Dude, that church. So bad though. Twenty years in the future, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not twenty years. Maybe it's like a few days after she got radiated. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, yeah, back for the skin. Yeah, but uh, we'll find out. I'm gonna leave you with some more Wu Tang. Protect your neck. The song was dope. I was really excited to see it. Uh, they jumped around on the trampoline listening to Wu-Tang. Just some middle-aged women. It was great. Enjoying life. There you go, folks. You have a good week, and we will see you next week for uh, episode three of Day Old Discussions. Now what clan you know we're live this hill? Bust shots at Big Ben like we got time to kill. Can't gel or I'm just too hot to tell. Put on my gasoline boots and walk through hell. With nine generals, nine in your video. Nine milli low, send me auto with no cereal. Man, metaphysical. I speak for criminals who don't pay their bills on time.